The dynamic ministry of Pastor Mark has blessed hundreds of lives across the globe. In this message, you'll be informed by the Word of God, reformed by the love of God, and transformed by the power of God as Pastor Mark takes us through a journey of the revealed Word of God. Ladies and gentlemen, the Word. Hallelujah. Thank God it's Wednesday. I hope this message meets you well. Hallelujah. I'm so excited to come your way once again with your favorite podcast of the week. And I am confident that this message will not leave you the same way it met you, but it shall accomplish the purpose for which it was sent in the mighty name of Jesus. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you praise. We ask that, O God, let the life of your word permeate every fiber of our being, that by the power of your Spirit, you will cause light to break out of our innermost self. We ask that we be informed by your word, reformed by your love, conformed to your will, and transformed by your power, even in the name of Jesus. And the saints of God would say a big amen. Once again, I want to thank you so much for connecting with me on a day as ordained by God as today. I believe today is not accidental. Today is incidental. And you are not coming across this podcast by accident. I believe strongly in my spirit that there is a word for you. And at the end of this podcast, you would leave with a word by which you would run unto fulfillment of your destiny in christ hallelujah so last week we began to look at god's criteria for selection even as it relates to his agenda for the last days and today is going to be a continuation or an extension of what we began to treat last week and also by the grace of god we'll be drawing down the curtains on the series of manifest for the time being hallelujah so today we'll be looking at why some sons never manifest as expected or as revealed in the book of romans chapter 8 verse 19. romans chapter 8 verse 19 is a very popular scripture in this series and it goes like creation earnestly awaits the manifestation of the sons of god creation earnestly awaits the manifestation of the sons of god so child of god there are several hindrances to manifestation reasons why romans chapter 8 verse 19 is not revealed and fulfilled and accomplished amongst us and to help us unravel this truth we want to journey to the book of genesis chapter 14 verse 14 follow me carefully genesis chapter 14 verse 14 i'm reading from the niv version the bible says when abram heard that his relative had been taken captive 
he called out the 318 trained men born in his household and went in pursuit as far as Dan. I will take that again. Genesis chapter 14 verse 14. Reading from the NIV version. The Bible says, When Abram heard that his relative had been taken captive, he called out the 318 trained men born in his household and went in pursuit as far as Dan. By way of introduction, I want us to look at the salvation narrative of this scripture before we begin to delve into what I call the hindrances of manifestation. Let's take a look at the salvation narrative. So the above verse captures the ideal plan of God for salvation. The above verse we just read, Genesis chapter 14 verse 14, captures the ideal plan of God for salvation in that Abraham was concerned about saving a relative. He was concerned about saving a relative, bringing a relative out of bondage and captivity. And that clearly captures the drive for salvation. We have been called by God to bring salvation to our relatives. In fact, God's ultimate desire, purpose, and plan was revealed at salvation, which stands to reason that any and everything that does not lead to salvation of souls is not of primary importance and interest to God. It throws more light on the primary purpose of manifestation of sons, which is what? To bring salvation to light. So we have been talking about the manifestation of sons for some weeks now. What is the essence? Why should sons manifest? Is it just for us to show off or, you know, to boast and tell, uh, you know, tell people who felt we were nothing or people who wrote us off that, hey, of a truth? were actually something or there's something we have to offer. No, the true essence of manifestation as it relates to sons is what? The salvation of the people that encompass us. The people that circumference us, our relatives, direct and indirect relatives, close and far relatives. That was what Abraham did. And that is the salvation narrative. He went on a journey to saving a relative. And I believe strongly that even in these last days, God is calling us onto the same assignment. It is time to bring our relatives onto Christ. Our brothers and sisters, our nephews and nieces, our cousins, and every relative connected to us in one way or the other. We need to play a role either directly or indirectly to bringing them unto the knowledge of Christ, taking them out of the captivity of the enemy and of darkness, and then causing them to be translated into the kingdom of his dear son, even Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So the above scripture captures God's ideal plan and purpose 
for salvation. Abraham heard that his relative had been taken captive and decided to use the resources available and the resources at his disposal to bring salvation unto his relative. This is the goal of our manifestation, to bring salvation to those in bondage and captivity, like we have seen made manifest in the life of Abraham. Hallelujah. So, Abraham had a burden. Somebody say that after me. Say, Abraham had a burden. Child of God, without burdens, there cannot be manifestation. Without a burden, there cannot be a manifestation. I want you to say that after me. Say, without a burden, you didn't say that very well. Say, without a burden, there cannot be manifestation. So, manifestations are born out of burdens. It is a burden that triggers the manifestation of sons. Abraham had a burden to see to it that his relative is brought out of bondage and captivity. Let me give you a typical example. You cannot walk in high temples of the healing anointing if you have no burden for the sick. Once you have no burden for the sick, you are not a candidate for the healing anointing. You cannot manifest certain dimensions of God until you carry a genuine burden for the lost and the perishing. It is this burden that will drive you into prayer and fasting. And this is one of the many secrets of the anointing. Anointing carriers are burden bearers. They are people who will not rest until people are resting. People that will not smile until somebody is smiling. People that cannot sleep until somebody is sleeping. People that will refuse to eat until somebody is eating. This is the burden of every anointing career. So Abraham had the burden to see that his relative was brought unto liberty. This is the core of manifestation. There cannot be manifestation without a burden without a burden and it is my prayer that in this season and times god will burden you with a desire to see people saved a desire to see people liberated a desire to see people delivered even in the name of jesus child of god this leads me to our topic for today which is what i call the enemies of manifestation the enemies of manifestation still looking at genesis chapter 14 verse 14 we'll read that again the bible says when abraham heard that his relative had been kept taken captive he called out the 318 trained men born in his household and went in pursuit as far as done there are a few phrases in this scripture, in this verse, that capture the intent, that capture the understanding I want to communicate to you, that capture the reality of the enemies of manifestation. 
why people are not able to manifest why romans chapter 8 verse 19 is not revealed in the life of many sons they are sons but they lack manifestation they are sons but they cannot reveal and they cannot ex- how do you call it they cannot uh, portray romans chapter 8 verse 19. let's look at it right again so the first thing we want to look at is the phrase he called out genesis 14 verse 14 when abram heard that his relative had been taken captive he called out the 318 trained men born in his household and went in pursuit as far as dan so the first phrase we want to look at is what he called out the first truth revealed here is callings c-a-l-l-i-n-g-s callings child of god can i submit to you that many have not yet discovered their callings there are many sons who have not discovered their callings and so there can be no manifestation without discovering your calling under callings it is not about what you can do many people mistaking what they can do to be their calling no under callings we are not talking about what you can do we are talking about what you have been ordained to do because if you can do it easily even without god it is not your calling because scripturally your callings can never be fulfilled without the help of the holy spirit check your bible very well anybody that walked in his or her calling needed the holy spirit to accomplish and to fulfill that calling so if you can do it without the help of the holy spirit it is something else but it's not your calling many people mistaking other things for calling oh i can do this easily i find it easy doing this i am very good at this that is not your calling necessarily it could be but chances are that it is not because when it comes to your calling you are almost useless without the assistance of the holy spirit let's get this clear one of the many problems in the body of christ child of god are two things i call them unidentified callings and misidentified callings there are two categories of people captured under this umbrella the first group are those who have not identified their calling and the second category are those who have misidentified their callings in other words they see themselves to be what they were not actually ordained to be for example an apostle calling himself a prophet a teacher calling himself an apostle and this whole canker and this whole confusion is one of the many things plaguing the body of christ today unidentified callings and what misidentified so unidentified are those who don't know their calling when you ask them they can't tell you misidentified are the pastors who are calling themselves prophets evangelists who are calling themselves prophets and what have you it is a problem in the body of christ and it is one of the enemies 
of manifestation. Remember, we are dealing with the enemies of manifestation. Child of God, to help us do this very well, we must understand that we have what we call the gifts and the offices of the Spirit. If we will walk in the rails of our manifestations, we must understand that there was what there are giftings and then there are offices. So according to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 from verse 7 to 10, the Bible says that there are diverse manifestations of the spirit. There are diverse manifestations of the spirit and they include number 1 the word of wisdom the word of knowledge, faith, gifts of healing, gifts of healing, working of miracles, prophecy, descending of spirits, diverse kinds of tongues, and interpretation of tongues. Verse 28 says that God had set some in the church, first apostles, prophets, teachers, miracles, gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversities of tanks. These are all carvings, carvings in Christ. These are all shelters, even in the abode of Christ. And every child of God is called or assigned to at least one of these. So there cannot be manifestation until there is what? An identification of your calling. I don't know if you are getting what I'm talking about. God did not call anyone to come and idol himself or herself. There is work to do. Say that to yourself. Say there is work to do. Yeah. And the truth is that every believer is called. Every believer is called. It is not only the prophet that is called or the evangelist. Every child of God is called. Now, the problem is what is your calling? I want to ask you two questions or even three questions. What have you been called to do? The second question is who called you? The third question is how quick is your response? How quick is your response? The Bible says that when Abraham called out the 318 trained men in his house, immediately they went on pursuits. How quick is your response? Some people, God has been calling them for the past 10 years. When would you answer? In conclusion of this part, how do I identify my calling? Number one, you identify your calling by revelation. Number two, you identify your calling by prophecy. Number three, you identify your calling by service. So by revelation, by prophecy, and by service. These are the three modes by which you can identify your calling. So the first enemy of manifestation is what? Unidentified callings or what? Misidentified callings. Let's look at the second enemy of manifestation. In the same Genesis chapter 14 verse 14, the Bible says, When Abraham heard that his relative had been taken captive, he called out the 318 trained men born in his household and went in pursuit as far as Dan. So if the Bible is yours, underline the phrase 
318 trained men. The second truth revealed in this scripture is training. Child of God, sadly, many sons are not trained. Many sons are not trained. Many sons lack training. I'm talking about training in righteousness. I'm talking about training in righteousness. It's a major concern. You see, there are two categories of trainings and these two categories are also in two categories. We have what we call formal training and informal training. Number two, we have what we call direct training and indirect training. Number three, we have what we call personal training and what? Interpersonal training. Number four, we have what we call actual training and virtual training. So what do I mean by formal training? So formal training refers to um, a system where you enroll in a theological institute as it relates to our subject of discussion, of course. And then you begin to go through training in different subjects and courses. That's formal. Informal is where you find yourself under somebody who has been trained and then you receive training from somebody who has been trained. And the person who has been trained probably was not trained formally. Maybe the person who was who, who, under whom you are taking training was probably trained by the Spirit or something else. So there are different kinds of trainings. There are some men of God that subscribe to formal training which is highly recommended and there are some others who don't think it's very necessary. It all depends on your school of thoughts. Then we have direct and indirect training. So what is direct training? Where you are in direct contact with whoever is training you. There is that communication. There is that intercourse. There is that um, fellowship. Okay, at least for want of a better word. Then we have indirect training where the person training you does not know that he or she is training you, but you are receiving trainings from him or her by observation, by following, by mentorship. These are all forms of training. Then we have personal and what? Interpersonal. Personal training is the kind of training you give yourself by subjecting yourself to the materials at your disposal and at your availability. Then we have interpersonal training. That has to do with what? You're mingling with other people. Are you getting me? This is the kind of training you obtain by mingling with what? Other people. You begin to learn things consciously and unconsciously. Then we have actual and virtual. So actual, there is direct contact. Okay. And with the virtual, there is no direct contact. So people have received training from people through their books, through their programs, through their you know, movies and all manner of things. So these are all what modes of training. But the underlining factor here is that there cannot be manifestation without training. Let's look at a few scriptures. First Chronicles chapter 25 verse 7. First Chronicles chapter 25 verse 7, reading from the NIV version. The Bible says, along with their relatives, all of them trained and skilled in music for the Lord. They numbered 288, trained and skilled in music. So how skilled you are in music depends or is determined by your training. Sadly, many believers or many singers in the body of Christ lack training. 
they lack the discipline of a worldly singer or a worldly artist. These guys can virtually sleep in the studio from morning to evening, from dawn to dusk. And the Christian singer or minstrel, whatever they call themselves, nowadays they have so many funny names, will just wake up from bed on a Sunday morning and then just take their dress and come to church and pick a microphone and wants to perform wonders. It doesn't work like that. Many don't have training. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians, 1 Chronicles 25 verse 7, says all of them trained and skilled in music. Do you want to be skilled in what you do? Get training. Let's look at 2 Samuel 22 verse 35, NIV version. 2 Samuel 22 35. The Bible says he trains my hands for battle. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. Kambadi Gibahadas. 2 Samuel 22, verse 35. He trains my hands for battle. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. Do you know what he's trying to say? When you subject yourself to training, the impossible can become possible. He says, by reason of my training, my arms can bend a metal. In other words, there are certain possibilities that are available to me that are not available to the person that has not been trained. And it's the truth. When you look at somebody who has been trained and another who hasn't been trained, there is a very great distinction. It also accentuates the fact that training is needed. Let's look at Luke chapter 6 verse 40. The student is not above the teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like their teacher. <laughs> that is Jesus talking. The student is not above his teacher. But listen, if the student can subject himself or herself to training, at best, the student will be like the teacher. First Chronicles chapter 9, verse 25. I'm just trying to give you a few scriptures to let you understand. That there cannot be training, there cannot be manifestation without training. First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 25. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. <laughs> goes into what? Strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last. Talking about these worldly athletes, those who are those who run, those who box, footballers they have a very very strict training regiment and they are doing all this for ornaments and for crowns that will not last that will not last in a sense that on the appearance of christ all these things will be dissipated he says but we do it to get a crown that will last forever so which means that your training is eternal the benefit of your training are eternal. When you give yourself to trainings unto righteousness, the rewards thereof are eternal. Oh, is somebody here with me? 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. The Bible says, All scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. You heard me saying training in righteousness. So another mode of training is what? Training by the word. Training by the word. So it is not what? Enough to be trained. Your training must be what? Unto righteousness. 
because another sad reality is that many sons have been trained but they were not trained unto righteousness that is why you can have a pastor that is involved in all kinds of things the guy or the man or the woman has been trained but the training was not unto righteousness so it cannot produce fruits of righteousness their training must be unto righteousness. That is that, that stands to reason that who trains you is important. Who mentors you is important. Are you getting me? Who mentors you is important. Who trains you is equally important. It is only the one that is righteous that can give you trainings unto righteousness. If he or she is not righteous, he or she cannot give you trainings that are unto righteousness. Is somebody here with me? child of God avail yourself for training people don't like training in a typical church where you call for training nobody shows up call for prophetic meeting hey everybody is around call for miracle service everybody is around call for training virtually no one shows up they are not interested in trainings unknown to them and unknown to us that without training there cannot be manifestation the Bible says they were 318 trained men. They were trained. They were trained. They were trained. They were trained. Under training, I want to ask you three questions. What do you know? <laughs> Don't be in a hurry to answer this question. What do you know? What do you know? And what? how accurate is your knowledge? It is not enough to know. It is how accurate your knowledge is. What do you know? And how accurate is your knowledge? Number two, how ready are you? You see, training makes you ready. The reason why Abraham could say, I have 318 guys. If there's a fight right now, I'll carry them along. They were ready by reason of their training. Many people are still marking time and are not ready for manifestation and even for the master's use because they have not been trained. They are not ready. The third question is, how matured are you? Training brings you onto maturity. The Bible says that what? There were 318 trained, the Bible uses men. And I have told you on countless occasions that men is not just referring to gender, it's referring to stature. Stature. Men stands for maturity. Men or maturity talks about responsibility. Not age, responsibility. What do you know? How ready are you? How matured are you? Child of God, you need training. Whether it is virtual or actual, whether it's personal or interpersonal, whether it's direct or indirect, whether it's formal or informal, you need training. But make sure that your training is unto righteousness. The third enemy of manifestation is also captured in the same Genesis 14 verse 14. The Bible says that what? He called out 318 trained men born in his household and went in pursuits. Somebody say pursuits. The third truth revealed here is desire. 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 Many have no genuine desire. In fact, sample 10 Christians, you will discover that many are coming to church and even Christ is not in the center of that journey. They are coming to church, it's not sponsored by a desire 
of the Christ. There are other reasons why they are coming to church and Jesus is not in the equation. Many have no genuine desire. That is why there is literally no manifestation. Second, okay, let's read 1 Samuel chapter 30 verse 10. 1 Samuel chapter 30 verse 10. The Bible says what? 200 of them were too exhausted to cross the valley. But David and the other 400 continued the pursuit. <laughs> First Samuel chapter 30 verse 10. 200 of them were too exhausted to cross the valley. <laughs> but David and the other 400 continued the pursuit. They continued the pursuit. I'm coming somewhere. Second Samuel chapter 2 verse 23 2 Samuel chapter 2 verse 23 2 Samuel chapter 2 verse 23 but Asahel refused to give up the pursuit <laughs> Asahel refused to give up the pursuit David was able to cross the valley because he continued the pursuit when everybody listen Desire is the fuel for manifestation. Show me any man or woman, show me any son that is working in manifestation and I will show you a man or a woman of strong desire. Many, many don't have a strong desire. The desire is there, but it's not strong enough. It's not strong enough. <laughs> desire is the fuel for manifestation. Desire is what keeps you going when everyone is gone. <laughs> it is what keeps you going when everyone is gone. Desire is what keeps you working when nothing is working. When everything stops working, it is desire, pursuit, pursuit, pursuit. The Bible says that what? They were too exhausted. We are, we are all on the same journey. You have two eyes. I have two eyes. You have one mouth. I have one. You have two ears. I have the same. You got tired and I continued. It means there is something I have that you don't have. There is something I know that you don't know. That is why you are getting tired. Many believers have little or no desire. There is no pursuit. There is nothing they are pursuing. The Bible says that you will seek me and you, and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. So if you are not seeking God with all of your heart, chances are you will never find him. And if indeed you find anybody that presents himself to you as God, you are dealing with a masquerade. Because the condition is you will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all of your hearts. Child of God, you must be on a pursuit. What are you pursuing? What are you pursuing? Is God the center of your pursuit? These are the enemies of manifestation. Number three is what? Lack of desire or no desire or little desire. I know you, you have a desire for the things of God, but it is not there. It is not up there. That is why there is no manifestation in your life. Though you are a son, 
first corinthians chapter 12 verse 31 we, we spoke about the gifts and the offices look at this here now eagerly desire the greater gifts eagerly desire the greater gifts so even for you to be able to contract some giftings it takes a certain level of desire how strong is your desire i want to ask you a few questions under desire how serious are you about it <laughs> i'm talking about manifestation here how serious are you about it number two how bad do you want it how bad do you want it <laughs> let's look at the final one let's look at the final one let's look at the final one so we are spoken about the first one which is what unidentified or misidentified callings as the first enemy of manifestation then we looked at what lack of training or no training the third one is what little or no desire the last one is also captured in the same genesis chapter 14 verse 14 when abram heard that his relative had been taken captive he called out what 318 men born in his household and went in pursuit underline the phrase as far as done as far as done the last truth revealed here is willingness willingness many are not willing and that is the honest truth at the same time the sad truth many are not willing many act like they are but their actions betray them the lord told me something he said you are not willing until you begin to do he says your actions reveal your willingness and not your intentions oh i want to pray i want to pray it doesn't show that you want to pray until you start praying i want to fast you you th that intention does not indicate or demonstrate your willingness until you actually start doing it let's look at second corinthians chapter 8 verse 11 second corinthians chapter 8 verse 11 he says now finish the work <laughs> so that your eager willingness to do it may be matched by your completion of it i love paul he says finish the work finish the work so that your willingness to do it may be matched by your what your so he says your willingness will be demonstrated when you actually do the work and finish it don't tell us you wanted to come to church or you want to serve god and there is no action back in that statement you want to serve god there is no action back in that statement you want to do the work of God. There is no action. No. Intention is no willingness. Action is willingness. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good things of the land. He says there are good things in the land. Yes. There are good things in the land. It is not for everybody. The good things are for the willing, number one, and the obedient. So the moment you become willing, the next thing is what? You must walk in obedience. He says they went as far. The person was asked, how far do you want to go? Or how far can you go? <laughs> you want to walk in manifest. How far can you go? How far? 
How far is too far? How much is too much? I want to ask you a few questions and our willingness. How far is too far? At which point do you say, Charlie, this one I've gone too far? How much is too much? How much of your time is too much time? How much of your money is too much money? How much is too much? The third question is, what price are you willing to pay? Look at what the Bible says. They, pers- they went in pursuit as far as done, as far as. How far can you go? <laughs> in the place of prayer, how far can you go? In the place of fasting, how far? Is 21 days too much? You are not ready. Is 40 days too much? You are not ready. It's one, if it is, it's one hour a day of prayer too much, you are not ready. It's, it's every midnight too much, you are not ready. It's, it's emptying your bank account too much, you are not ready. How far is too far? How much is too much? The Bible says, they, how far are you willing to go? That is your that tells your willingness. How far are you willing to go? At which point do you say this is it? I'm not going any further. Or you are like some other people who says, no matter how far we will go. <laughs> no matter how far we will go. In conclusion, Abraham went in search of a relative who had been taken captive by another king. You can find them and read the whole chapter. The question I want to ask you is that, what are you doing about those relatives of yours that are living in sin and dying in sin? And, you know, are at the mercy of the destruction of the... What are you doing about it? Do you just see them and say, mm, continue, it will help you? Or there is something you are doing about it? Abraham did something about it. When he heard, when he heard, that his relative, not his son, not his daughter, his relative had been captured. He did something about it. What are you doing about it? What are you doing about that sister of yours that will not go to church? That brother of yours that will not serve God? What are you doing about it? The enemies of manifestation. Number one, unidentified callings. Misidentified callings. Number two, Little or no training. Number three is what? Desire. Number four is what? Number three is what? Lack of desire. Number four is what? Unwillingness. (laughs) Unwillingness. Unwillingness. Wherever you are, begin to pray. Begin to pray. In the name of Jesus, begin to pray. For the next 30 seconds, pray in the Holy Ghost. Mandigi bagada, zigobo shandelegebe, le bahata balie sova, Ivan dilimi kabades, le bo shandege bagada, igabade gabade gabade, le gabante ke bahadizaba, waligi bahandis, krebahando shaya, maradi sovaradas, ikandele me kabedos. I want you to make these confessions after me. Say in the name of Jesus. The gifts of the Spirit are made manifest through me. The gifts of the Spirit are made manifest through me.
Say, I occupy as unto the coming of Christ. In the name of Jesus, my calling is revealed unto me. In the name of Jesus, I walk in the dictates of my calling. In the name of Jesus, I will not miss my calling. In the name of Jesus, I give myself to trainings. In the name of Jesus, I am trained in and of the word. In the name of Jesus, I am a product of the word. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah, I am on a pursuit. Somebody say, I'm on a pursuit. Somebody say, I'm on a pursuit. In the name of Jesus, and I cannot be stopped. In the name of Jesus. Begin to bring your prayer to an end. Father, we give you praise. The enemies of manifestation. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody celebrate Jesus. I hope you were blessed by this word. What a word. What a word. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Now, if you are listening to me for the first time, or you have been listening to me, and you have not made peace with Jesus, you have not accepted him as your Lord and personal Savior, you have not received his life, I want to give you the opportunity. Tomorrow may be too late. The next minute may be too late. The next hour may be too late. You want to reconcile with your maker. I want you to say this prayer after me with all conviction and humility. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for the gift of your life. Thank you for your sacrifice on Calvary. Thank you for your redemptive blood. I believe it. I confess it. And I receive it. That today and always, I am yours and you are mine. Now and forevermore. Amen. If this was your prayer, I want to congratulate you. The Bible says that heaven is rejoicing right now. You are very much welcome into the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. And on this background, I want to extend a hand of fellowship with you and to you. And um, I will need you to connect with us on any of our platforms available. We are on Instagram, Facebook, anywhere. And we are glad and will be glad to journey with you even unto perfection, even as we await the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. God bless you so much. God bless you so much. God bless you so much. In the name of Jesus. Child of God, this brings us to the end of today's edition of your favorite podcast, The Wednesday. I hope you were blessed. I hope you were informed. I hope you were reformed. I hope you have been conformed. And I believe that you have been transformed. Till we meet again next time, next week. My name is Pastor Mark. I'll see you again. But until then, give yourself to trainings. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. We hope you were blessed by this message. For this and more, follow Pastor Mark on Instagram and Facebook. And remember to share this message with friends and loved ones. Stay connected. We celebrate you.